1: Hey guys, what's going on? Jeff here, and in today's video, we are going to be discussing the major bullish Bitcoin breakout that just happened over the last 24 hours. As you guys probably are aware, Bitcoin was trading around 45 dollars to $46,000 yesterday, and as of this morning, it rallied all the way up to $49,000. There is a very powerful downtrending level of resistance that has been in play ever since a local high set on December the 7th, around $52,000, and we just broke that downtrend. That downtrending level of resistance just so happens to be the resistance level in a falling way. Wedge, and that falling wedge, as we mentioned, could happen yesterday, has now broken to the upside. It's brought along the altcoin market with it because Ethereum sitting above $4,000. And ADA has actually put in a bit of a bottom. I bought some yesterday at $1.21. It's currently sitting at $1.25. And the question on everyone's mind right now is, is there about to be a Christmas rally? Has the spring to potentially Wyckoff come in? We're going to talk about that a little bit later also. Is a rally about to form? That's what we're going to talk about. But we also have some interesting news because Cardi B actually asked on Twitter yesterday. She said, do you think crypto is going to replace the dollar? And none other than Jack Dorsey himself said, yes, Bitcoin will. So we're going to dive into some drama alert on the Bitcoin market. But before we do, I first want to introduce my lovely co-host, Mr. T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's
2: up, everybody? How about that chat interaction? We heard from about 9,000 people Yeah, that the sound was off and we only have 940. Well, we heard it. from so them because they
1: didn't hear from us, right? That's great. Yeah, that's great. I, Thank I, you so much. Our community is
2: like, the, 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 the fact that you guys cared, like that much is a... Uh... Smash that, I that I like button us. for
1: the recovery, by the but way. Thank you guys thing, so much. How about that? You
2: know the sound wasn't working, but oh. we were still
1: here at 9:30. We were uh, here at 9:30. We all not. I'm gonna say is we have be, not been one minute late in six months. Just so you know that. Be
0: on. prepared for the late people showing up in the in the show saying, "Oh, no sound because they'll start from from the beginning." <laughs> that's true. So <laughs> that's if true. you see <laughs> any more of those true. chats,
1: just let them know. I, hey, they we fixed should it be good. in about a minute after they went live. Well, I didn't introduce May and he started talking. Smay, you're supposed to be quiet until I introduce you, buddy. Welcome, Smay. How you doing? I'm joking. By the <laughs> way, there's gonna be one guy in chat that thinks I'm
0: bullying oh, you. I'm gonna have some conversations after this. That one guy in chat was Oh, okay. That one guy in chat was Smack. Um, anyways, other than the, the
1: uh,
0: unfortunate sabotagery that happened, that was some morning, sabotagery. Uh, I am, uh, I'm doing really good, guys. I have my coffee for coffee and crypto.
1: Heck yeah, that's a dope mug.
0: Thank you. It's Jurassic Park. I got it from you. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I would like to uh, take this moment to shout out uh, three special members. I would like to shout out Army Piper... Alan Carey and Jackson Iro, you guys are Woo! the MVPs of the show for sticking with us and supporting
1: us. Thank you guys so much. We love Thank you. Thank you guys so very much for your continued support. And I do want to introduce the research table, Mr. Kelly and Mr. Caleb. How you guys doing over there?
3: I'm doing great, man. Uh, like always, I'm just happy to be here. Heck yeah. <laughs> Waking up, you know, uh, with the market being up and uh, breaking structure in a bullish way. Mm-hmm. I feel like oh. we've been waiting on this nonstop every second of the day for the last, uh, I mean, you know, at least the last three weeks. So uh, here we go. Let's get into it.
1: Heck yeah. Caleb, how you doing, buddy? Doing really well.
3: Um, Kelly just took about everything I was going to say. So I have nothing. (laughs) But I was
0: going to say, yeah, dude, I woke up great because Bitcoin's up we're in the right direction so
1: yeah the sky and the ceiling how you feeling baby that's how i'm feeling about bitcoin right now but we're gonna go ahead and jump on to some market watch and we're gonna talk about this project adax a little bit later people have been trying to get me interested in adax for the last six months and i'm about to buy some here in about four hours and i'll update you guys when i do and we're gonna talk about a little bit later why i think that there is legitimately 10 to 100X potential out of this altcoin. We're gonna dive into that in about an hour. But first, let's go ahead and run through our market watch. Finally, we're gonna have a good time while we're doing the market watch. But before we do, if you enjoy the market watch with us, make sure to hit that like button. We've got about 370 already. Thank you guys so much for those likes. Whenever you hit the like button, it helps to promote us in the YouTube algorithm. And also whenever you chat or whenever you comment, whenever you do anything on the video, including watching the video, it helps to promote this content in the YouTube algorithm. If you think it is something that other people would benefit from, we very much appreciate all of that engagement. But as far as Bitcoin is concerned, it is up 6.68% over the last 24 hours, up 3.64% over the last seven days. That means we are, as far as the seven day price graph is concerned, gradually trending to the upside. Ethereum is up 5.66% and up 5% again on the seven day. Looks like everything in the top 10 is up and in the green, including both of the stable coins. That's how you know it's a good sign when there are stable coins. However, I do want to mention this. Which direction the stablecoins are moving in can actually give you a bit of an indication about what people are doing. If the stablecoins are up, then that probably means people are selling into the stablecoin, which is causing the market to move to the upside. So you got to pay close attention to that. It's not really a very reliable indicator. I just want to be very clear with that. It's one of the least reliable indicators, but it is something that you can pay attention to sometimes because you do have to manipulate the circulating supply to cause those markets to stay at $1 or whatever they are pegged to. Binance Coin's up 4%. Solana's up 5%. Terra Luna and Avalanche, both up 15%. My bags of Avalanche, I bought around $89, $91, $92. that were doing really well. It's up 15%. If we go to the last 24 hours, we can see Helium is up 20%. A lot of you guys out there are big fans of Helium. Drop a hint in chat if that is a project that you are a fan of. Hollows up Thor chain. I have not heard the name Thor Chain in a while. That's really, really interesting that it's up like that in Avalanche. And then on the biggest losers, Huobi Token and Binance USD are some of the biggest losers. I always like when all of our stable coins are the biggest losers, which that's what it is. Huobi, coin, uh, Huobi Token is down, but by, let's see, stable coins. Binance USD is down, Pax Dollar, Terry USD, USD Coin, uh, Tether, True USD, six stable coins are the biggest losers this week, and they're not even in the red. All in all, it's been a pretty good couple of days, but let's go ahead and run through some headlines that we're going to be diving into a little bit later on in the show. First and foremost, Jack Dorsey, founder and CEO, former CEO of Twitter and uh, uh, current CEO of Square. I believe he is the current CEO of Square says that Bitcoin will replace the U.S. dollar. We're going to jump into that a little bit later. That's really exciting. And Ethereum 2.0's test net is going live. We have been talking about Ethereum 2.0 for 2.0 years on this channel because Ethereum is extremely expensive. I had to move some Ethereum the other day, looked at the gas fee, and I'm like, I'll just wait four hours. I'm not going to pay that much. So Ethereum is having its 2.0 update, hopefully coming out in the new year and moving it to proof of stake. And that 2.0 test net is live. And a major celebrity, you may know her name's Gwyneth Paltrow. She's married. Iron Man. She is going to be giving away $500,000 in Bitcoin on Cash App. Really excited to see how that goes. But before we even jump into it, I want to ask Kelly a question really quickly here. What should we be? What? Sh, how, let's see. How do I want to ask this? What should our perception of the market be when the biggest losers in the market are stable coins? Does that mean the whole market's up? Is that something that's very bullish? What does that mean for, for everybody out there who's just tuning in?
3: My perception of it would be when I see uh, whether whether something's uh, you know the largest gainer or the largest smaller, and it's a stable coin, uh, to me that shows that there's uh, uh, an an inordinate or uh, extraordinary sort of. Uh, Transaction volume happening within the stablecoins, so there's a lot of shuffling going around. Um, I would take that as bullish sentiment, uh, if in, in, depending on the setup. The setup that we're in right now, we've been in a descending wedge uh, or Wyckoff uh, setup for quite some time. We're starting to break bullish. Uh, so, and you know, all these, uh, all the exchange volumes are coming down. So all the fundamentals, and we'll dive into some of the on-chain metrics here in a bit, but all the fundamentals and all the metrics all show that it's a screaming buy opportunity. Yep. So I can only take this as an indication that the transaction volume is getting prepared to make some nice size purchases.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's discuss that Wyckoff really quickly, and we'll move that into our Bitcoin. We do have a super chat to read, but before we do that, Tim Kelly thinks we're in a Wyckoff accumulation pattern. I heard you say before we went live that you don't think we are. No, that's fight. That. Go to town. Uh, you heard that wrong. Well, uh, well, did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you agree with him? I, I will. Uh, I I will.
2: Thought you Actually, said you for a little bit, I think he was on the fence about if we were in one or not, and I was one saying I think we are. Oh, I
1: thought you said we weren't. No. Oh you know, no! there's a spring. Yeah. Opposite. It was it a yeah. so
3: spring? I, I had posted. I had posted about a week ago, a little over a week ago, the gotcha. potential Wyckoff that could be playing yeah. out, and then uh, the the price action basically went a little bit further than I would have expected. So I, I sort of disregarded that and was just playing the the descending wedge. But you uh, you kind of lent me some knowledge today. So let's, yeah. let's no, Share well, this teaching moment.
2: The no- The knowledge that I was talking with Kelly about this morning is here's the good thing to remember because I think what Kelly was saying, the reason why he was a little bit of afraid that we might not be in one is because he had taken a drawing or like a chart of showing the formation of patterns the price will take and we weren't really matching that pattern anymore. Here's the here's what you need to remember Richard Wyckoff actually talked about this when he was teaching this. There is no one method or the price has to do this X amount of times. The truth is he even says that when you're testing these channels, when you're testing those support lines, we could test that bottom support line five times or a hundred times. The point isn't how many times is it test it. The point is, is it responding in a like mannered fashion similarly every single time? And what we have seen happen with every accumulation phase that I've seen while being in the market, we are playing out the rules of staying with it trading channel when we're hitting those bottom support levels we have high volume what's different about this last time we hit that level was we had low volume so Everything definitionally Ooh. is still in a Wyckoff pattern. There is something though that I wanna look at and there's two opportunities. And I know a lot of you guys don't like this. A lot of you guys are like, oh, I hate when TA shows says it could go up, could go down. Unfortunately, that's the entire Welcome market. To TA. <laughs> if you're looking at news, if you're looking at TA, if you're looking at anything, it's always in a state of could go up, could go down. But this is what is so great about this show. I, I don't wanna say no other show does this, but this show is very adamant about not teaching you what to think, teaching you how to think and showing you, hey, this is what my opinion is, but I don't wanna just say my opinion, I'm gonna show you why that's my opinion, and then let you kind of make the decision, was that a good opinion, was his reason for that significant, or do I need to go a different direction? So, what I'm looking for the next couple days, first of all, we just set a higher high than this trend. We broke that level of resistance, and we have kind of changed. Now, there are two things that could happen if you, uh, Jeff, because then I have my screen, go yeah, back I to, I have it up. Go back to what we had back in, in May and uh, June and, uh, June and July, that uh, accumulation phase. There was a phase in that where we thought potentially we could be breaking out, but we ended up breaking back down. Am I You're talking
1: about uh June 17th?
2: Yes. Yep. So, let, so just kind of let them see that entire accumulation phase. So actually I want to show them the peak on June 14th is where, yeah, June 14th, 15th. That's another time where we broke that level of resistance and we ended up coming back down to the trading channel. So I, Uh, This is, and I'm not going into every detail, but this was a sign where some people thought we were in phase D of Wyckoff, but it hadn't been confirmed. And Richard Wyckoff actually talks about that. Reading phase C and phase D is the hardest part of reading Wyckoff accumulation altogether, you have to wait for confirmation signals. So I just wanna set you guys up. This was the scenario where we broke that trend, we set it higher high, but we didn't do the next confirmation step, which is what I'm about to get to, in which case we weren't actually in phase D, we were still solidly in phase C, of the Wyckoff uh, accumulation. So that being said, let's move forward. That doesn't mean we have to go back down to the bottom level, but I wanted to set that up to tell you there are two options. The first option though, the bullish option of saying we are in phase D, the spring has been set and I really do like that low volume for this last drop. It was the lowest place with this phase of a closing candle on the 4 lay chart and yet still the lowest volume. That to me is a great indication of we've used up all the supply and the price is ready rally. But I want to see some confirming signals. So zooming in there, Jeb, I hope you're tracking you know, with me. We just set a higher high. As I just said, there is a chance we could come back down and test these levels of support. That's more of the bearish side and saying, hey, guys, we're still in phase C. We're not ready to rally yet. We're actually going to continue to move sideways. And there's actually an argument can be made. I think that could be a healthier thing for Bitcoin's market. But I won't touch that right now. I touched that in previous shows. Let's take the more bullish side of what could happen. The next step, so we hit our spring. Let's pretend that this was the spring, in fact, here on the 20th of December. What we're going through right now, you guys can kind of see this rally is starting to slow down. We're starting to see a couple red candles forming on the hourly chart. Uh, it, you know, it's, not, it's not growing as exponentially as it was a couple of hours ago. This could be a good place for it to reco- you know, bounce. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be resisted here, and this is what I want to see. The, the last level of strong resistance, when you're doing a test is what Richard Wyckoff says it, a confirmation we're bringing to the bull side is, we'll set a new high and then we'll come back down and use a former strong level of resistance as support. What was the last level of resistance? It's about 48,000 roughly, somewhere between 47.7 and 48,000. What I'm looking for is that price range right here. It does look like we're about to reverse. If you're looking at charts, we have bearish RSI divergence. We do see that momentum kind of slowing down. That's okay. That's a part of where, you know, the institutions are still trying to shake out the market a little bit, but they did find their bottom, it looks like, around, you know, 45.7. So this is what I'm looking for. What happens to the price at 47.7 to 48? If we drop below that and we keep dropping, that's confirmation that we actually are still probably in phase C of this accumulation phase, and we might go back down and touch that 46 once again. If we bounce there and rally back up, that's very, very common to come back and test that former level of resistance, turn it into support, and then to shoot up and skyrocket. So before I confirm where we are and before I know what exactly is happening with Bitcoin, I am very excited about this, this rally we've had this morning, but I want you guys to know There's still some things we gotta see play out before we know for certain what Bitcoin's price is gonna do in the next couple of weeks. And again, there's an argument to be made, and this is my last point. There's an argument to be made, if we do drop below that 47.7, that's not a terrible thing. It actually could be very bullish for the longevity of Bitcoin, but. Uh, we'll talk about that more in future shows. That's
1: all I have for today's Wyckoff story. How about Tim's technical analysis? A year ago, this dude didn't even know how to manipulate TradingView, and by the way, he still doesn't because he uses the auto chart. He, like, manipulates it weirdly. He, I disagree with him on the way he does his charting as far as how he moves it with his mouse, but he is actually very good at his technical analysis. How? Uh, shout out to CT2A, where he learned a lot of that. Shout out to all of our members over there, and shout out to you for student, staying tuned in the stream. Let's go ahead and read a couple of Super Chats, and then we'll jump straight in to The rest of our Bitcoin TA. I think we have one. Super jets, yeah. Let's see what we Super got de- here. Ch-
2: de- we, ch- have uh, uh, oh, we have, have two. I, the holder, said uh, if y'all smash the like button more often, they wouldn't have sound issues.
1: Yes. I don't know if that's totally, true, that but uh, totally uh, you know. true. Come on. If no, you I- if you uh, enjoy cheeseburgers, hit the like button. If you metabolize oxygen. Hit the like button. If you drink water, hit the like button. Make yeah. sure you hit the like button. Yeah, uh, uh, We have another one from Victor Sadovic, I think. Sadovic. He, uh, he would like Quantier, please, Bretta. Quant. Well, we might be able to fit that into the show. We shall see. We have quite a bit that we have to jump through today, so if we're able to, we might be able to, but we're going to go ahead and jump onto Bitcoin, and I'm going to show you guys some technical analysis that might just knock your socks off, so make sure you stay tuned, strap your butts into your seats, and get your coffee if you haven't already, because we got a lot to talk about on bitcoin we're going to go to a clean chart we're going to start from scratch we're going to start on the three daily chart And I'm gonna use the Bitfinex chart, actually. I take that back, I'm gonna use BLX for this part. Out here on the three daily chart for Bitcoin, there is something very, very, very interesting. But before I show it to you, I wanna point out the last four major bottoms on Bitcoin. You can see them right here. One was in December of 2018. The second was in March of 2020. Then we had a bottom here in June and July of last year. And then I would say this is probably the fourth major low that Bitcoin has seen in the last couple of years. Take a look at the three daily chart RSI. On the three daily chart RSI, there is an uptrending level of support that starts at our low back here in December of 2018. And then it goes to March of 2020. And then it connects with our low of June of this, from June of this year. And then it goes all the way to right now. Take a look at this trend line on RSI on the three daily chart. We have the exact same lows tested every single time. And we're sitting there right now. We're sitting at 38 on the RSI. Am I saying that Bitcoin cannot break this uptrending level of support? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that it certainly could. And by the way, if it did, it would have another level of support three points lower at 35, whereas it's at 38 right now. I don't think that's going to happen. Because unlike the last two major touches back here that resulted in a massive run on 3 daily chart RSI all the way up to 90 or 96, we didn't see that happen during the last time. We only saw us run up to 70. And the reason for that, I believe, is because I think a lot of people got into cryptocurrency a year ago, made $20 million off of Dogecoin, sold it all for, and bought Bitcoin with it. And now they're like, oh, this is boring. And they sold it and go buy a yacht. There's a lot of people that got into cryptocurrency, made a bunch of money, and they're very much in profit right now. And a lot of them are selling. Quite. Quite frankly, that's just the way it is. That's that big long-term market shakeout that we've been seeing the entire year. As that goes forward, we are setting higher lows. We set a higher low at $29,000. Then we set one at 40, uh, $40, uh, $42,000. Now we're setting one at $46,000. The lows keep pushing higher, and I don't think this is over yet, but I wanted to lay that foundation because I thought that uptrend was quite interesting. Another thing to mention out here on the three daily chart <clears throat> Is that there is current? Is that there are currently two bars on on a MACD? Somebody pointed out in chat earlier. We're gonna start with MACD. We are gonna start with MACD. I love <laughs> MACD. There is a uptrend right here on the histogram bars on the three daily chart for MACD. You can see during the last several corrections, every time that there was a large correction, uh, we saw. A MACD cross come into play right around the time we started that rally. Take a look at this. Saw a MACD cross right here, called the movement. MACD cross right here, called the movement. At the current rate, if we continue to cross like this, we'll probably see a MACD cross somewhere around the first week of January, which would imply that the bottom is, if not in... Is very close, and I would be inclined to agree with that statement. But let's jump down to the daily chart, and we have Mr. Top Hat Guy. This guy has still been here ever since last week. Drop a one in chat if you remember Top Hat Guy, and drop a two in chat if you like Top Hat Guy. I think he's pretty cool. Anyway, on the MACD on the daily chart, this is another piece of MACD that we wanted to start with because we just love MACD so much. We like to bring it to you early. MACD right now is moving to the upside. We saw yesterday that there was a bullish MACD cross, but it didn't have a lot of confidence. We saw MACD, you know, it was like a ninth grader in high school trying to talk to a girl. You really didn't know how to do it. It wasn't very confident. Now he's like a senior. He's on the football team and he's doing well. He is starting to move to the upside and the MACD has become much more confident and it is very bullish and it has um, now had some proper confirmation. We've been bullish on MACD for the last couple of days and we are expanding there. You can see the histograms are starting to push to the upside quite a bit above the zero line. The bullishness that we've seen over the last couple of days has been very helpful in that regard. You can also see that the Mac, uh, that the RSI on the daily chart has set a new higher high. As Tim mentioned earlier, Bitcoin set a new higher high down on the four-hourly chart, but on the daily chart RSI, we have set a new higher high as well. And by the way, that downtrending level of resistance that we saw in play on Bitcoin's four-hourly chart right uh, here that we saw broken, this one that I talked about in the intro, that's not the only downtrending level of resistance that Bitcoin broke out on the daily chart. We've done the exact same thing with the RSI. The RSI had a downtrend that has been in play for the last month and a half, uh, excuse me, two months, ever since October 21st. You can see the downtrend right here. Bitcoin is in the process of breaking it. Now, you could argue that we're not quite there yet, but what I would say to that is I would argue there's also a downtrend right here and a downtrend right here, and Bitcoin has been in the process of breaking all three of them. This indicates to me that a trend reversal is in play right now on Bitcoin. And on top of that, I normally don't look for chart formations on the RSI, but whenever I see them, I will point them out. There is also an inverse head and shoulders pattern potentially forming here on the RSI. If that does go through, that could potentially be another uh, sign that we are going to be moving to the upside. Now, on the daily chart, there's a few more things to show you. We saw that inverse hammer come into play yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, and I talked about how a lot of times that might be a bullish signal. It's it, There's different ways that you can read into that. I was a little bit hesitant on it, because normally what you would want to see from a bullish uh, candlestick like that is you'd want to see something like this, a, uh, a hammer formation showing up at the bottom. Um, that's not what we saw. We saw an inverse hammer formation, so I wasn't the most bullish on it, but sometimes it can mean the contrary of what it normally means, because we do have this long upper shadow. Nevertheless, we have now seen a Another formation, and this isn't quite a hammer formation. This is just barely outside of the realm, uh, outside of the realm of it being a candlestick form. Uh, outside of the realm of it being a ham- hammer formation. But we're also seeing a doji here. So the candlestick formations right now are looking very, very strong. Every single candlestick that passes by the bullish narrative, it is getting stronger. We've been telling you that for the last two weeks. Ever since we dropped down to forty-two thousand dollars, we've been saying, yes, the price might go down. Yes, the price might go down. Yes, the price might go down to forty-two thousand, forty-three thousand dollars, forty-four. $4,000. The fundamentals are strong and the fundamentals will have their way. It's that simple. That's the way it always works because the fundamentals lead the price. The price price prices in the fundamentals. But if something's going to happen two years from now, then it probably hasn't been priced in yet. But you do get to look forward to the day when it does. And that's what we're seeing happen right now. The fundamentals are phenomenal and they're leading us along straight into greener pastures. We should not be concerned about us being low. We should be excited about how high we're going to go. The pattern that we saw broken on the four-hourly chart for Bitcoin, this falling wedge, is one that we've talked about for the last couple of weeks. And also, it does look very similar to Wyckoff. As you saw earlier, Tim explained the Wyckoff, so I'm not going to go into it. He can definitely explain that a lot better than I can. The fact that we've broken bullish out of that is a very good sign. On top of that, taking a look at the Bollinger Bands here on the daily chart, you will see that we are currently pushing up towards the center line on the Bollinger Bands. I'll just go ahead and delete these little lines right here so you can see what I'm talking about. The Bollinger Bands have a center line called the 20 Simple Moving Average, and we're on the daily chart, so it's the 20 Daily Simple Moving Average. This mo- this moving average has been tested a couple of times in recent memory. We saw it tested right here as support, and we broke it. We saw it tested right here as resistance, and we rejected from it. So the last two times we came in contact with this level, it wasn't good for the bulls. This is the third time, and hopefully it's the charm, because if Bitcoin does break above the 20 Moving Average right here, that is going to be one of the confirmations we look for for us being in an uptrend. How do we tell you that we're in an uptrend? Well, there's many reasons. There's many ways. Number one, we look at volume. Is there volume coming in suggesting that there was a spike? Number two, is there strong volatility in the direction of the bulls? Number three, are we above the 20 daily simple slash exponential moving average? Both of those can really be looked at. Number four, what does market cipher say? Is market cipher saying we're going into an uptrend? Has the RSI down there reversed? Has the money flow reversed? And number five, I would say look at Luxalgo, especially on the four-hourly chart, because it'll predict the, the daily chart. If it says we're bullish, which we're going to look at here in just a second, hint, hint, it's kind of exciting, then you can start to be excited about that uptrend. We need to be looking at higher targets right now. However, we also need to keep in mind what Tim said earlier, that $48,000 is previous resistance. And if we're going to continue rallying to the upside, we want to solidify that as current support. If we don't, we might have a hard time continuing. With that said, we're going to continue here on into Market Cipher. There are a few things that I want to show you on this chart. Number one, and the most exciting, I'm going to jump straight into it, take a look at the money flow. The red line right here The red shaded area, I should say right here, represents something called the money flow in market cipher. This is extremely exciting, and I'll tell you why. Money flow has been more red in the last several weeks excuse me, in the last couple of days then we have been in a very long time. In fact, the last time that we were this low on money flow, you can see this red dotted line is uh, signifying this as based on this little uh, oscillating line right here. The low We are the lowest right now that we've been ever since December of 2019. That is ridiculous. That tells us that we are very, very far to the downside. And just like many of our other oscillators, pretty much every oscillator can be read this way. That's an overextension sign to the downside. That doesn't necessarily mean the bottom's in, but it does mean, hey, what are we doing this low? I really feel like we should bounce. That's kind of what it's telling us right now. And the good news is we would be reading this as a bearish signal saying, okay, guess the bottom's not in. I guess we have further to go. But you know what it did yesterday? As of this morning, actually, since we saw that rally, we saw multiple things on Market Cipher. Number one, The uh, money flow right here is curved to the upside for the first time in, let's see, over a month. The last time we saw an upwards tick on money flow, as far as I can tell, was the day of November 27th. So it's been nearly a month. That's a good sign. We're also seeing the RSIs cross and move to the upside. That's a very good thing. VWAP is pushing to the upside. That's the volume weighted average price. That tells us what Bitcoin is worth right now compared to what it's been worth in the last period of time. And then also, the momentum down here is pushing to the upside. But we've already mentioned how it's pushing to the upside. We have four green dots. That's a good thing, right? Well, kind of. When it's just kind of gradually pushing to the upside right here, that means that you might be in kind of a divergent territory. In fact, you can read uh, momentum divergence on market cipher. Downtrending lows on the price action, uptrending lows on the momentum. So that is bullish divergence. But here's what's really, really important. Take a look at the last day. We have seen the two pieces of of uh, market cipher B's momentum start to move apart. That means that the bulls are starting to pick up strength. It's almost like Bitcoin has been sitting on top of this hill. Like, think about an upside down hill. Just entertain me for a second. Pretend you're like watching King Kong versus Godzilla and you're in the center of the earth and you're sitting on top of this hill. We've been sitting on top of this hill and we've We've been thinking, are we going to roll down the hill or are we just going to keep sitting here? We've been sitting here for quite some time. Now the ball is rolled a couple feet down the hill, and tomorrow it might roll ten feet down the hill, and the day after that it might roll twenty feet down the hill, and it might pick up momentum. You see, you really, if, I think there's a lot of value from looking through the market through a physics analogy. We, whenever we drop, build kinetic, uh, excuse me, build potential energy, and whenever we start to move, we start releasing that exponentially in the form of kinetic energy, and the and the market starts moving very rapidly. And I think that's what we're seeing happen right now. Bitcoin has taken the first step, and it is a small step, but it is a big step in the metaphor towards a new uptrend, and that's what we are looking forward to. Now, I do want to show you one thing on the daily, on the three-daily chart as well, because there's some interesting things going on down there. As of the last three dailies, uh, the last three-daily candlestick, we have a green dot that is formed on the three-day mo- uh, money flow, uh, market, uh, uh, excuse me, momentum, and we have seen a new uh, uh uh, anchor and trigger wave. We've seen a trigger wave come in. That's a good sign. That means that we're setting higher lows on momentum. We're also seeing RSI trend to the upside, VWAPs trending to the upside, and money flow thought, ah, we'll go red here for a little bit. It didn't. We've actually curved to the upside. Three daily chart, quite frankly, and you normally don't see it play out this way, but the three daily chart is more bullish right now than the daily chart, as far as I'm concerned, on market cipher. The reason that that's interesting is because normally, if there's bullishness happening, it will move up the timeframes. It'll start on the minute chart, move to the five-minute chart, move to the 15-minute chart, the 30, the hour, the four-hourly, the eight- our 12-hour daily, three-day, weekly chart, and then monthly chart. It takes a time, but funnily enough, we've actually got it going the other way. The three daily chart on market cipher looks like the one that's more bullish, and maybe that's just because it's been less responsive, and we're not in a down, we're not in a bear market or anything like that. But with that said, I also want to show you what Luxalgo is saying because Luxalgo, I tell you what, is pretty exciting right now. Let's start out here on the three daily chart while we're here. Take a look at the last couple of, uh, last year on, uh, on, on, uh, LuxAlgo. And by the way, there is an update to LuxAlgo 4.3, so make sure you delete LuxAlgo off your chart and bring it back up so it'll update. Just look here at the last couple of times. I'm going to go ahead and circle all of the confirmed buy and sell signals in the last year here on, um, uh, Here on uh, Lux Algo, the reason that this one is not circle is because we never had a red uh, uh, trend catcher cross, uh, trend catcher turn red. This tells us, and by the way, these red X's are also the sell. So it told you to sell the top. This was just, I mean, Lux Algo is just phenomenal out here on the three daily chart. We have been in a confirmed downtrend ever since on the three daily chart, as far as it's concerned, ever since the 24th of November. And the same thing shows up on pretty much every single other time frame. If we look down at the daily chart, we're in a confirmed downtrend as well. Because we have a sell signal right here, and we saw trend catcher turn red the next day. That means we're in a confirmed downtrend. And of course, I'm not forgetting about Lux Oscillator, but Lux Oscillator did confirm that. So we've been in a downtrend on the daily chart. Remember what I said earlier, though. It all starts on the shorter-term time frames. Let's jump down to the four-hourly chart and take a look at what it's doing. Down on the four-hourly chart, Bitcoin has just seen a buy signal come in. Now, that's not that big a deal. These last three buy signals that we've seen were all invalidated because they didn't have green trend catcher. But here's the difference this time. Bitcoin is actually threatening to push above the trend catcher. If Bitcoin does manage to push above the trend catcher, which is this red line right here, and this trend catcher turns green as it was right here and right back over here, that means that we will enter a confirmed uptrend on the four-hourly chart. Remember what I said about how bullishness and bearishness just moves up the time frames it starts on the minute chart because you see one little tiny candlestick that moves in the right direction then it goes up 15 minute 30 minute hour 4 hourly 8 hourly daily you got to see this show up on the shorter term time frames and if we look down at the hourly chart You'll be able to see that we are in an uptrend, if I remember correctly, here on the four-hourly chart. Yes, trend catcher has turned green, and we see a buy signal. We've seen this happen a couple times in recent memory. We saw it happen back over here on the 15th of December. The difference is, we didn't see all the bullish things showing up on the daily chart, as we see right now back on the 15th of December. And here's another difference. Last time that we saw a confirmed buy signal on the hourly chart for uh, uh, Bitcoin, we did not push this deep into the reversal zones. There's more bullishness in the market right now than, I would argue, there has been in the last month. The last time that we saw this much bullishness in the Bitcoin hourly market, you might make an argument that it was back over here or back over here. But to be honest with you, I would say it was probably right here around November 28th, about three and a half weeks ago. And that was a three hour movement. that was a fluke in an inverse Bart Simpson pattern. We have more bullish setup going on right now than we have seen in quite some time. So here's what we're going to be looking for over the week. And here's what you need to be looking for with your Lux Algo. By the way, if you don't have it, you should. You see now why we use it every single day. It's not just that they're an affiliate of ours. We would use it even if they weren't. Sign up with the link below. Get access to it. There's a lifetime sale going on through the end of the year. But on the four-hourly chart, here's what you want to be looking at and what we're going to be looking for. We've already seen the buy signal come in. That's one of three confirmations. Now we've seen oscillator turn green. That's two of three confirmations. The last thing that I need to see to feel confident that we're in a bullish uptrend on Luxalgo on the four-hourly chart is this trend catcher to turn green. The question now is, Jeb, how's that going to happen? If Bitcoin corrects down here, bounces off of 48k, and rallies up above 49,300 to $50,000, we probably will see this four-hourly chart trend catcher turn green. As I said in the last two weeks, the level that you need to be looking at is roughly 50 to 52,000. If we break above $50,000, trend catcher is probably going to turn green. That gives us a confirmed sell sig- uh, buy signal on the four-hourly chart. We've already got it on the hourly chart. Then the next thing we want to look for is a confirmed. Up trend showing up on the eight-hourly chart. We want to move up the time frames. Hasn't happened yet. We have not seen a buy signal on eight-hour chart, but we have seen very, very, conf- uh, very solid sell signals that we've been under. We'll look for it on the eight-hour chart. Then we'll look for it on the 12-hour chart. Then we'll look for it on the daily chart. If I see a confirmed buy signal come into play on the daily chart, you are going to hear about it because that is a very strong signal, and I have very, very, very rarely been led astray on the daily chart by the way that I look for confirmations here. Here's the point. The fundamentals have been screaming bullish for the last month that we've been dropping. A lot of people are saying, Jeb, you're being a perma bear You said it might go down to 42 to 44. I did say it could go down there, but you know what I did yesterday? I bought the dip on Cardano because I don't try and buy the the exact dip. If I wanted more Bitcoin, I've already got way too much Bitcoin. I mean, there's nothing such thing as too much Bitcoin, but I've already got a lot of Bitcoin. If I wanted to buy Bitcoin, believe me, I would have been buying Bitcoin yesterday. I already have enough. I've been buying all coins because I'm buying the dip. Yes, it could it go lower. Absolutely. It could go lower. You know, the biggest mistake people make whenever they're trying to buy the dip, they wait for the perfect opportunity instead of taking the good. Yesterday was a good opportunity to buy Bitcoin. Was it perfect? No, but it was pretty good. Same thing with Cardano. I still think today's decent. Here's the point, though. If Bitcoin breaks 50 to 52 thousand dollars, we are going to be looking very, very, very good, Tim. What are your thoughts on all that? I have more on-chain yeah. metrics I want to show, but I'd love to bring you <laughs> in for a second.
2: Yeah. So, you know, looking at Luxalgo, this is this is what I think is going to play out, and I, I kind of said it with uh, with what I was talking about with Wyckoff. But again, I, I, you're looking at the chart right now. The 4H chart has not turned green, right? And I think. I think it's going to hold off a second, right? I think we're going to come back down. If, if I if I could predict the price movement that I think is going to happen, I think we're reversing right now. We're kind of hanging tight around 48.7, 48.6 in that region. We're going to reverse back down. We're going to go back down to about 47.7, 48, somewhere in that region, right? The, the trend catcher is going to stay red. What was the number you said that you're looking
1: for? I think you said fifty-two. I'm correct? looking for fifty to fifty-two thousand dollars. I don't know exactly where, but somewhere yeah. in that region, we're probably going to yeah. turn green on four hourly trend catcher. This is what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to come back down to
2: forty-seven, seven, forty-eight, somewhere in that region. I can't can say it perfectly. I, I think It's it. going to happen. I can that, see. That's what needs to happen. What's going to happen then is we're going to turn that former level of resistance into support. The trend catcher's still red, but then we're going to shoot up. The trend catcher's going to turn green. Here's what happens next in a Wyckoff accumulation phase that confirms we're about to break out and out. We go back to the top of the trading channel. Guess what number the top of the trading channel is set at? 47.7?
1: 52.
2: Oh, 50, you mean 51, that's right, 8, 52, yeah, right right? Right. right. We're gonna hesitate right there, and is what's called a sign of strength, where it's another shakeout on the way up. You still see the the institutions shaking people out. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hover right there for a second before we take a massive explosion up to what I think is gonna. I don't know if we'll hit a brand new all-time high before we have maybe a little retracement and then re, you know recover and go up. But I do think we're going to explode back up into the 60s uh, and and begin to build that support. Begin to continue to get the institutional money to come in, get retail investors back in. Because right now, I do think we're in a phase where retail investors are a little more hesitant to get involved and get exposed to Bitcoin because they're seeing, uh, you know, over the last couple, the last month or so, a negative price action. That's just part of the institution's play. They like that happening. But, you know, I'm expecting this trend catcher not to turn green maybe for another couple of days. And that's because we have to see a little bit of retracement. Like I said, a small retracement. It's part of the play. Then we'll explode up to that 52. We'll be green. We'll hover there 52 between 52 and 51 for a little minute because of and you know we need to confirm that sign of strength and then we're going to explode that's my price moving prediction keep an eye out for those different numbers uh and you should be good
1: i would mostly agree with you and by the way shout out to wendy who is in chat good friend of mine we met on around the blockchain several months ago shout out to wendy if you guys aren't subscribed to mrs wendy O, make sure to go subscribe to her follow her on twitter and her tiktok and everything she's growing fast and for good reason make sure to go follow her shout out to her but here's my take it's very similar to tim's but i think he's sleeping on one potential factor. I do believe as well that Bitcoin is going to have a correction. I think it'll drop down and retest this downtrending level of resistance that it just broke bullish out of. I think in the process it's going to break through 48 k It might not, but to be honest with you, there's only $200 difference there, so I'm not going to get too pedantic on that. I do think we will back test these levels, and then I think we will bounce and rally, and then we'll test $50,000. Here's the deal, though. Once we break $50,000, I think you're going to see a short squeeze, because I think a lot of people are expecting for a massive drop right now, and frankly, I think the people that are in short positions right now Probably should be thinking about taking profits because I think we are close to done anyway. I think um, whenever you're going to enter a trade, be it a short or a long, I just deleted my Luxalgo, let's bring that back. Whenever you're going to enter a trade, a short or a long, you want to make sure that you are doing that as early in the trend as possible. If you're entering a short trade right now, you missed the boat by like a month and a half. There are a lot of people in short trades right now that have been in them for a month and a half. More power to you because you entered them at the right time. If you enter a short trade right now, I disagree with you. You might have a great reason. I have no idea. I think at at this point, we're in a no-trade zone. I wouldn't be entering a long either, by the way, right now because we're trading sideways and Bitcoin is not decided. Are we going to continue dropping like a rock down to 42k, or are we going to push up to 55? I think the latter. But here's what I want to see: I want to see a back test down to 47,700 to 48,000. Yep. Then I want to see a bounce and a breakout above 50k. And if we start pushing 50,000, 51,000, 52,000, it might not be a short squeeze, a domino reaction that happens all at once and in 15 minutes, Bitcoin drops jumps $5,000 like it has in the past, but as we keep going up, what I think people are going to do is that people are going to be exiting those short trades, and when they do, what do they have to do? Well, to cover themselves, they have to buy back in the market. That causes buying pressure, and I think we are going to see quite a bit of movement to the upside. I want to bring Kelly in, though. Kelly, I know that you. Um, I have a feeling you have a thought on that. What do you think about that that theory of? Well,
2: mine? Real quick, Before Kelly, I'm confused. Where where was that different than what I
3: said? That, that's
1: almost. I, it, was, I said. it wasn't different. It was I was adding the shorts. Oh, okay. Okay. okay got you. Yes. Gotcha
3: well the the number one thing i would just make clear to be distinct here is uh the nature of missing the boat by a month or three weeks, or whatever it is, I think it's very important to also uh, be open-minded about the, the the variety of different ways people are trading and what their goals are. So if you're if you're trying to, uh, you know, uh, build, fill your bags and accumulate and do you're doing a lot of like day trading and swing trading and that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, even I think a crypto face was even in a short yesterday, but I'm not a crypto face and uh, 99.99% of the world isn't. And so to, be able to trade with such accuracy in a, a very tight market like this uh, the risk the risk is just so exponentially higher because even though right now I, I think I think that we have touched our bottom I think we could we could retouch it again uh, I do think it's more likely that we are going to uh, flip the the, resi- the flip the support now when we go back and touch the 47 uh, 47.8 or whatever it was level um, but with that being said one of the number one things I've seen is more, more in this last cycle than I've seen and some of the previous ones is because there's so many large players in the game now in Bitcoin, institutional and just giant money, and the market still isn't fully mature, the market will go exactly the direction you predict, but they are masters at making that wick happen just in that, just far enough to uh, wash you out. So for me, it's not worth the risk, uh, in this sort of market. Now doing small, short day trades, swing trades, you know, even multi-hour trades. I think, uh, I think that, that, that time's, that time window is going to be coming up very shortly. As soon as we break through that 52, 53 K resistance, get back above 57. And once you're going past all time high again, uh, uh, you know, we're having a lot more volatility and it's a lot easier to trade within that because yeah. as, as volatile as it is, the the parameters are more clear about what your options are, I feel like, what, versus right now when it's so tight with the volatility.
1: Somebody said, this guy has a good radio voice. It makes sense because you have done radio before.
2: Yeah. No, I, I want to... I Hark on something really crucial that Kelly just said, which is a great teaching moment for people. I, for oh, I think
3: you're say it again, say it again. I was saying as long as I don't have uh, a, a face, face for radio,
2: I'm gonna <laughs> have a face for radio. But uh, I loved what he talked about: is it, the timing of entering trades, and the fact is, you could have called it perfectly. The truth is, you might have called the level where candle bodies are closing, and that's great. But, but people realize, hey, if we just get a little wick to, to time some people out, to get some people out, then that'll get you out of your trade. That's why it's so crucial. I, I think I mentioned this yesterday and some people were a little confused about why I said on Cardano, I'm waiting to buy or to enter my trade on Cardano uh, based off what the price happens. I think way too many people make predictions or make trades before they've seen confirmation happens. What happens when you make it before you see confirmation is you have things like scam wicks end up happening and time you out or short you out or scare you. But what happens is they, as soon as you're out and now you're out of the trade whatsoever, it shoots right back up to what you predicted and showed. That's why I'm a big fan of waiting for after confirmations happens. Yes, will you have the most maximal trade? Like, did you get the absolute perfect buying opportunity? Maybe not. But as Jeb talked about in the beginning of this show... You're not looking for the perfect buying spot. You're looking for a good buying spot. You're waiting for confirmations. You're not proactively doing things before you see confirmation. And you're still gonna lose some. Sometimes you see confirmations and then something changes in the news or something changes in how many people bought and it changes what price happens. But you have to make an educated decision on every single trade based off of probabilities. And the best way to do that is to wait for the proper confirmation and then enter your trade. Don't do it prematurely and hope for the best.
1: With that said, I wanna shout out one of our followers on Twitter, uh, Crypto... Finan. I'm not sure. This is his Twitter account. Make sure to go follow him because he posted something really cool here. I've looked at this before. This just reminded me of this. I want to show you one final thing and then we're going to jump into reading Super Chats. We're going to come back and cover those headlines here in a minute so that we can keep moving. Uh, take a look at some uh, Fibonacci retracement slash extension from the all-time high of $20,000 December 17, 2017. I remember it like it was yesterday. Down to December nineteenth, 2018. You draw Fibonacci right there and several interesting things happen. Number one, Bitcoin would rally into the golden pocket and test $13, thousand seven hundred dollars, which was the point six one eight to 065 percent region. We retraced, pulled back down to point two, three, six percent bounced, confirming Fibonacci is in play right there. We broke through after testing twenty thousand dollars, the one X level, and then we moved all the way up here, pulled back down to the one point five to one point six eight percent level, which is the Fibonacci extension golden pocket. As far as I'm concerned, then we rallied all the way up to 3.618% extension level, uh, moved all the way up to $65,000 right there, rejected from there, pulled right back down into the Fibonacci extension golden pocket between 1.5X, which is $30,000, and 1.618, which is roughly $33,000. Then we bounced and rallied right back up to 4.236%, which is another important level, up close to uh, in between uh, 64000 and 74000 Then guess where we pulled back down to? Kind of building all that up into this. We pulled right back down in just the last little while down to the 2.618% Fibonacci extension level from Fibonacci extension that has been in play for four years. When you are doing TA, it is remarkably important that you have your eyes on multiple charts. If you're looking at the one minute chart and you're not paying attention to the two minute chart, there's a mistake. If you're looking at the one minute chart and you're not paying attention to the five minute chart, there's a mistake. If you're looking at the daily chart and you're not paying attention to the one hourly chart, there's a mistake. And if you're not looking at the last four or five years of price action data, you might be missing out on some of the most important market structure that there is I think forty-six dollars to $47,000 is the bottom, and I would substantiate that by this long-term Fibonacci extension. With that said, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats. We have almost 4,000 people watching today. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in. Let yeah. me tell you why you might want to consider doing it again. It is our mission here to help you become financially free because I believe financial freedom has a whole lot to do with you living a purpose-driven life, and I think that is where you are going to find God's calling for your life. I believe that's where you are going to find ultimate fulfillment, happiness, joy, and peace is by living in the purpose that He has called you to. The way that you can do that is by achieving financial freedom through working in cryptocurrency markets. We want to help you do that. How do we do that? We help you achieve financial freedom in cryptocurrency markets, not by telling you what to think, not by saying, hey, pick this coin so that you're relying on us and then you have to keep coming, coming back to us and you get addicted to our show in the bad way. We want to teach you how to think so that you can go beyond this show and become crypto millionaires like I know you're able to. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Yeah,
2: not a lot of super chats today and that's completely okay. It's a lighter day. We'll, we'll be able to interact with chat and ask Wall some screen. more questions. Uh, Matt C, though, uh, donated to Just wanted to shout out our man Gregory Gresick and congratulate him on his recent engagement. Shout out to Greg. Way to go,
1: brother. Let's go, Greg. Absolutely. I I didn't know know that was public, but shout out to Greg.
2: I He He he, he said it. Okay, cool. Shout out to Greg.
1: Yeah, he just got engaged. Uh, Smash Smash the like for Greg. Heck yeah. Shout out to him and his fiance. By the way, I said this earlier. I love this chat.
2: I love your guys' passion and desire for this show, for us to interact with us. And this is just another one. Like, Matt C., You know, like he has nothing to do with crypto. He just wants to love on a brother that he has never met in person. We talked about this, this is the first week we've ever met Kelly, this is the first time our eyeballs have actually been in the same room as his eyeballs. <laughs> um, we see each other via screen, but it's just so cool because Kelly even <laughs> said this. Like he was like, "Man, I came down here, and yes, we'd never seen each other in person, but it felt like I'd hung out here the whole time. Aww. Like there was this almost seamless." I I love this community and grow. I cannot wait, and I know we're working on this next year. I cannot wait to do in person meetups mm. and get to connect with you guys and see your faces and talk with you and interact with you because that's it's and, just been so. And
1: fun. can I can I really quickly tell you guys what the vision for this channel? is for the next year just gonna just gonna tell you what the vision for this channel is we want to be number one in quality on crypto youtube that's what we want to be we want to yeah. be the best as far as detailed analysis and technical analysis we want to have the best production we want to have the best videos we want to have the best everything we want to bring you the best content on crypto youtube if you want access to all of that subscribe because it has been a wild ride these last 12 months and i can guarantee you it's going to be even crazier coming up into 2022 yeah
2: Uh, Let's see here. We got a couple more. Uh, One just came in from Xviga. It's been here for a little minute, but Xviga said, I have 5,000 in ETH. Should I move more to Bitcoin? I know it's not financial advice. I'm looking for more long-term hold for years to
1: come. So – um, a wise entrepreneur named Patrick Bet-David from the Valuetainment Channel once said, I would much rather teach you what, or excuse me, teach you how to think than what to think. Yeah. Funnily enough, we say the exact same thing. We actually have been saying that longer than I knew he said that. So, great minds think alike, I guess. He w- he uh, has people ask him all the time, what stock should I invest in? What city should I buy real estate in? What REIT should I buy? What should I buy? Cryptocurrency? Should I buy stock? Should I buy baseball cards? Should I buy NFTs? He gets the same message as we do because he's, in, he's an entrepreneur. And his reaction is the same as mine. I don't want to tell you what to buy because I don't know your situation. I don't know two very important things about you. I don't know what your risk tolerance is. I don't know if you are trying to retire in five years. So you need something quick, but you also can't take a lot of risk because you're running out of time to work and generate income. I don't know what your risk tolerance is. I don't know if you're 21 like me and have no family that you have to take care of, you're a bachelor and you're good and you don't have a lot of debt, or if you have to take care of five kids and they're all going to college and you're going to pay for them to go to doctorate school. I don't know what your risk tolerance is. Number two, I don't know your time horizon. I don't know if you're planning on being in crypto for one year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. I don't know those two things, but what I can tell you is this I can give you basic general advice, not financial advice, but wisdom I have garnered from the time that I've been in cryptocurrency. And here are a few of the things I'll tell you. Number one, Andrew Carnegie once said, it's not a bad idea to have all your eggs in one basket. Just keep a very close eye on the basket. (sighs) Warren Buffett once said that diversification is for sissies. And I kind of agree with him on that. I think what you should do is you should get very, very specific in what you invest in. It is very common for an expert to not know anything about a parallel market. For example, let's say somebody is an expert in Forex markets. They might not know the first thing about the stock market. Let's say somebody is an expert in the stock market. They might not know the first thing about precious metal markets. Let's say somebody is into high net worth art or high, uh, high value art between $2 million and $5 million in valuation. They might not know a whole lot about baseball cards because they're specialized. I encourage you to become specialized in what you're investing in, only invest in projects that you know. And if you're looking to diversify outside of Ethereum, Mm -hmm. I would say make sure you have a very good reason before you do it. Because in the same way, buying stock in a company makes you an owner in the company. And you need to take that very seriously. Buying shares of a cryptocurrency, you're buying coins of a cryptocurrency, basically makes you a shareholder of that cryptocurrency. And that takes a lot of responsibility and you need to know what it's doing.
2: Boom, we have uh, one more super chat and then we can get back into it. It, it, um, It's a, so they they paid so I'm gonna read it. Pit Quiddity official just said Pit QD is a passive income king. I don't know about that. I'm sure it's a newer project. Do You know anything about that, Kelly? I'm a Pit Pit QD. Yeah, well, pick, official. Uh, the coincidence between your name and that uh, all coin is uh, very coincidental. That's, a, that's thank a big you for the coincidence donation. right there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's all. That's all we have from uh, yeah. Super uh, You know, even like uh, so there are people saying to you, Jeb, like you know, if, you, if your goal to become the best, we're already the best. Yeah, thank you for thinking that. Uh, well, thank you. In I our brain, that. we have so much room to grow and get better and better, and and that's ultimately we're gonna keep that probably for years to come. I don't care if we get to ten million uh, followers. We want to constantly be giving you guys the top-notch best information to teach you how (laughs) to invest for yourself. And real
1: quick, before we jump into Ethereum, and we are like three minutes behind but I don't really care. Here's why that means so much to me. You guys want to know a little bit about my past? I didn't grow up with a whole lot. I'm not going to get into it, but I didn't grow up with much. And I needed guidance. I needed a lot of help. And frankly, a lot of the time when I needed help, you know where I went? I went to YouTube. People have asked me before, Jeff, how do you learn how to run a, a 16-person company when you're 21 years old? Where did you learn that? You didn't go to school for business. I learned it from the University of YouTube. I watched like four or 5,000 hours of entrepreneurial content on YouTube and another four or 5,000 hours of cryptocurrency content. That's where I learned this stuff. I found at a very young age... That education is the gate and key to whatever you want in your life. It's not government handouts. It's not hitting the lottery. It's not getting lucky on Dogecoin. It's not a 1,000xing on one coin and getting lucky. It's about learning the mindset and the principles. Guys, it's a formula. Here's the incredible thing about this. It's a formula. You don't have to get lucky to get wealthy in cryptocurrency. You don't have to just... Pick the right altcoin that a 1,000 x's. It is a formula. It can be taught, and that's the beauty of it. That means it's replicatable. It's science. You can become a millionaire in cryptocurrency. You can do it. And by the way, once you get there, I have been there. I am there. You'll realize it doesn't have anything to do with the money. It has to do with what you can do with the money, like giving to ministries and charities that you care about and taking care of the people around you. what I do want you to know is that I have learned from experience that becoming wealthy in cryptocurrency is not a luck thing. Luck's involved, but that's not the point. It is a repeatable process that can be taught. That's why I have said for the last three and a half years that I want to teach you how to become successful in cryptocurrency. And I've also said the number one best investment you will ever make in yourself is an investment in yourself. Better than Bitcoin, better than Ethereum, better than gold, better than real estate, better than fill in the blank. The best investment you will ever make is in your education. And I added about a year ago, your identity. You investing in those two things will absolutely revolutionize your life. Hit the like button and subscribe if you want more content like that. But we're gonna jump into Ethereum because I know we're all here for charting, not my philosophy, or maybe you are. A lot of you guys are a little bit. Let's take a look at ethereum here we got a lot to cover so we're going to jump straight on into it going to be kind of brief on this we are running a little bit behind on time you guys know i can talk fast right now there is a bullish macd cross coming into play on the daily chart for macd for macd for ethereum's daily That is a good sign because we do have bullish MACD divergence showing up on, excuse me, I'm sorry, we do not. We have bullish RSI divergence showing up here down on the, I believe it's the four hourly chart. Yes, we had some lows coming in here on um, on Ethereum right there. We also have some highs coming in on Ethereum right there. That's bullish MACD, uh, bullish RSI divergence. We are attempting to set a new local high above $4,100. We have not yet done that. Unlike Bitcoin, we have not set a new high above our recent high. It's funny, Bitcoin is actually leading the charge. What have we been saying for the last two weeks? Once this market starts popping off it's going to be bitcoin leading and ethereum is going to follow more than likely that's actually what we're seeing right now ethereum is the one that's not gaining a lot of dominance and if you look at the dominance charts i'm not going to pull it up for the sake of time over the last day bitcoin has actually gained dominance against ethereum because it is continuing to rally and ethereum is kind of saying okay i'm gonna just take a side i'm just gonna sideline myself and that makes sense because bitcoin has dropped farther below Uh, uh, It's all-time high than Ethereum has. Now, another thing to mention here, and this is actually pretty important, is similarly to Bitcoin, we're right below the 20 daily simple moving average. If we're able to break above that moving average, that is going to be a very good sign. We're not there yet. We're also looking at a doji formation coming here on the chart, and we have a hammer that has come into play. That tells us that the bears tried to push us down, in this case, to right around 37.75. We bounced and rallied all the way to 39.20 before the daily chart candlestick closed yesterday. That tells me that the bulls are the ones that are Uh, that are supporting the market. Take a look at all these long, lower shadows right here on Ethereum, guys. These long, lower shadows tell us the bull, uh, excuse me, the bears tried to crash it. The bull said, nope, I'm buying the dip. That's why we have had such a hard time dropping on Ethereum because the people are buying it, guys. People are excited about Ethereum. It might be worth a quarter trillion dollars, but people see so much more opportunity in it because of everything that's built on it. There are so many DEXs and decentralized applications and NFT platforms and All kinds of things, Layer 2 protocols built on top of ETH, and ETH is the infrastructure that makes it all possible. I have said for years, you can ask Tim, I said this earlier in the year, the reason that Ethereum is valuable is the same reason that the United States interstate highway system is valuable. Let me give you a statistic. I'm making this up on the fly, but you get the point. If you completely remove the interstate highway system from North America, just like that, it's just gone. GDP in America would drop 25% tomorrow. Guaranteed. I mean, it would cause a complete and total economic collapse, but let's just assume it didn't do that. GDP in America, I would argue, would drop probably $5 trillion because that infrastructure is critical to shipping. It is critical to mail. It is critical to interstate travel. It is some of the most important infrastructure in the entire world, the United States interstate highway system. It makes the modern economy possible. Ethereum is the interstate highway system of decentralized applications. You remove Ethereum, the Entire crypto market collapses. I'm not I'm I'm dead serious. If Ethereum got hacked tomorrow and fell off a cliff, I bet half of cryptocurrency market capitalization, a trillion and a half dollars would evaporate in a week because there is so much built on top of it. Luckily, Ethereum is a very solid blockchain. And we're going to talk about in a second how ETH 2.0 is getting closer and closer and closer. The fact that it is infrastructure is why it's valuable. And that's why I hold a large amount of it. About 35% of my portfolio is in Ethereum, in case you are wondering. Now, as far as LuxAlgo is concerned, there is one thing here that you could consider bearish. I'm not really going to because there's other things going on, but it looks like EQ Cloud is about to cross bearish on the daily chart. Looking down on the four hourly chart, though, I'm looking for something similar that I'm looking for on Bitcoin. Take a look at this, guys. We've seen a strong buy signal. Guess what? We're also green on Lux Oscillator. Unlike Bitcoin, though, we're actually quite a bit above the trend catcher. You see this line right here, that red line? We want to get above and stay above that. And if that ticks up, even just a little bit, it will turn green. That will give me a confirmed buy signal, uh, confirmed uptrend signal on Ethereum, if that's the case, then that will likely lead to a major, major, major rally on Ethereum and probably Bitcoin over the next several days. Speaking of Bitcoin, we're currently sitting around $48,600. That's all I got for you on Ethereum right now for the sake of time. We're going to move into Ava- uh, ADAX here in a second. Actually, we're going to move into it right now. Over on Xmarkets exmarkets.com, you can find ADAX over US dollar tether. And I kind of want to use this as a teaching moment because Kelly pointed out yesterday after I mentioned this m- uh, microcap coin on the show that a lot of people, trying to figure out where's ADAX. I want to go look into it. I want to go do charting on it and, and people weren't able to find it. So I kind of want to walk you through what happens whenever you're not able to find a cryptocurrency. Here's what you do. You heard us talk about ADAX, A-D-A-X. It's a decentralized exchange being built on Cardano. It's not launched yet because the Plutus uh, back end and everything on Cardano isn't fully available. Point is, it is a microcap that has just gotten started. Here's what you do whenever you're trying to find a cryptocurrency. Go to CoinMarketCap, type it in because it's probably listed on CoinMarketCap. If it's not, then you're either really early in on a project that's good or you're really early in on a project that's going to scam you. But go to CoinMarketCap, type in ADAX, click it, and you'll find ADAX is ranked number 3,000 over here. Now, what I'm not going to do, I am not going to tell you to buy this cryptocurrency. What I am going to do is I'm going to tell you what I am doing. Guys, even before I go any farther, you have to understand, it is very, 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 Risky to invest in microcaps. I just want you to know that. It's penny stocks in crypto. That's what it is. I think ADAX is going to do very well. There's some launches coming out in the next couple of weeks. I think it's going to do extremely well. I can't guarantee that. I am going to put a very, very small percentage of my portfolio into it. I'm talking like probably about 0.4% of my total portfolio into it here in about four hours. That's what I'm looking at doing. And if I do that, which I probably am going to, then I'll tell you over on uh, on uh, Twitter, don't go putting 20 or 30 or 40% of your portfolio into a project and don't go buy ADAX just because I'm showing it to you because there's obviously a bias in your mind if you're watching this because I normally don't show micro caps. And obviously, this goes without saying, but we never take coin sponsors. I have no affiliation whatsoever with ADAX. I just want to say that. Let's go ahead and take a look at how we find it. Type ADAX into CoinMarketCap. And here's what you can do. Go down here on the market to market. Hit market, and you're going to find the different places that it's traded on. X Markets. So we're going to go to X Markets. I'll be honest, I've never used this exchange before. I'm going to uh, to buy this. And what you can do over here on X Markets, exmarkets.com, we'll just go to the site. Um, what you can do up here if you're interested in this project. Again, we're going to do a little bit of analysis on it, but I just want to show it to you. You can go over here to trading, and then this will show probably BTC over USD. Type in 8X USD and you can see the chart. It actually has a TradingView API built in. If you hit this little guy down here, which is actually blocked by my screen, this little dude right here, this will show you, your drawing toolbar. That might be hard to find, so I just want to point that out. You can see right here, this is a chart by trading view, and you can see the price action. 8X is actually jumping quite a bit, and it has over the last little while. Uh, in just the last, like, day it's jumped from 62 cents to 80 cents i personally think it's going to go quite a bit higher but we shall see time will tell on that the reason i'm showing you this on x markets instead of trading view is because you actually can't find it on trading because it isn't listed anywhere that trading view is actually showing you but i did want to show you that i think it's a good project kelly i'll turn it over to you for a second uh what do you think about 8x i know i'm going to be buying some
3: well, yeah, 8X has been on my radar for uh, as, as, as soon as, uh, you know, leading up to the smart contract release on Cardano. Uh, not only 8X, you know, we had a Cardax, Sunday Swap. There's a number of different DEXs. Uh, but the thing that really jumped out at me that, I, that I've been just having a hawk eye with 8X is the fact uh, that they went through and they had BT Block do a full audit of, uh, you know, the security of the, the the of their protocol of the the coding. Make sure everything works transparent. Happens you know beautifully so there's not going to be issues. Which uh, you know as we saw with okay. Elrond with their issues with the Myer decks can be a big can be a big detriment when you launch something like that and it's not working. Uh, furthermore, I mean, uh, I, I think I'm going to be jumping in with you a bit later as well because uh, I I I. I, I got into conversation with, the with the ADAX community earlier, just trying to get some information and see what's going on. And, uh, I got on, uh, on, you know, on conversation with the, one of the development d- developers in the team. Uh, and apparently they'll actually, they're actually launching their demo, uh, here before Christmas. So it's basically in the next three days, three, four days, they're launching their demo. Uh, and apparently they, they initially launch, plan to launch their entire version one, uh, already at this point, but everything, as we mentioned the other day on the Cardano chain and the uh, is, basically held up by the, the Plutus application back end not being fully integrated yet so them being able to get this demo out people be able to mess around with all the different coins and transactions on their test net uh, will also make it for a better launch when the when the version one comes out uh, early part of next year so I'm definitely interested and excited about this one.
1: And by the way I do recognize the responsibility that we have as a YouTube channel we do have a pretty big following and I realize that me mentioning AdaX could cause people to buy and go the, and have the price go up that's why I'm talking about the fact that I'm going to buy it before I buy it so that I'm not buying it and then having the, pro- I don't want you guys thinking that. So that's why I'm talking about this before I do it. I would much rather do that because a $32 million market cap, it's not a big coin, so it's easy to move. I am going to be buying some. Can just I want mention, to let you know that. Can I
3: mention sure. one more thing as well? Sure. Uh, the, the, whole, the whole reason we actually even brought up the project today is because we mentioned it yesterday and we got a lot of feedback from a lot of people. And I you know, discussed with Jeb, I, thought, I think it'd be a great teaching moment to go through, and this isn't just for 8x. this is for any micro cap. <laughs> go through the coin market cap, find yep. market Market. When you go to any of the exchanges that those are on, you'll be able to find charts for those coins that may not be yet listed on uh, on Trading View and that sort of thing. So this was a whole process walkthrough for that. But also, uh, since we did bring up 8x, we thought we'd give you a little bit of info about it. So,
1: by the way, how crazy is it that a 30, Actually, it's a thirty-nine million dollar market cap. Now it's jumping. Thirty-nine million dollar market cap project is ranked number three thousand on Coin Market Cap. That's crazy. That's that just goes to show you how much money is in crypto now. Thirty-nine million bucks isn't that much money anymore. But let's go ahead and move into a community discussion time. We have quite a few super chats that I'm very thankful for and I would love to check in with you guys. By the way, this has been a great stream. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love the, uh, the hour and a half we get to spend together yeah. every morning.
2: Uh, we have from That's Daniel right. uh, Craybill uh, said, if you want to see your future, look at your friends. If you have great friends That's around right. you, uh, it, it, you know, yeah, no, you know no, sorry. Look at your friends, and he's saying, Jeff, you have great friends around you. Keep up the good work. I do have great friends around and Jesus me. Thank you so From much. one
1: entrepreneur to another. Amen. I told a friend of mine um, uh, three and a half years ago that the way that, because I was moderately successful, you know, I had a YouTube channel with like 10,000 subscribers, but he thought it was cool. So I told him, look, the thing that you have to do is that you have to remember you are the sum of the five biggest influences in your life. If you're around a bunch of people that ride motorcycles, you're probably going to end up riding motorcycles. If you're around five Christians, you're probably going to end up being a Christian. If you're around five YouTubers, you're probably going to be a YouTuber. If you're around five people that are worth $100 to a $1 billion, you're probably going to make some money. So be very, very, very selective at who you let into your inner circle, because they will guide you even if you don't want them to. I've had to cut many people out of my life for that reason, and that's not a bad thing. You don't owe those people anything unless you're married to them, which I'm not. So there you go.
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's see, Bob. uh, You know, I love Bob. We haven't seen him a lot. I think he he says even says in the chat why, but he says stop by to say hi. I still watch. I just can't always make the live show. I praise God for all you guys and hope you keep up the great information.
1: Thank you so much, Bob. Bob has been a huge donor to the channel. Thank you guys. Uh, Thank you, Bob, so very much. Good to see you, man. It's been a while. Appreciate you tuning in. Yeah,
2: let's see. What else do we got here? Uh, Kenneth said, message to the team. Are you invested only in crypto or are you in stock or precious metals also?
1: I own uh, 20 ounces of silver because my uncle gave it to me. But other than that, no, I'm only in crypto. And the reason is what I mentioned earlier, I am hyper-specialized on crypto. Specifically, I'm hyper-specialized on the big caps in cryptocurrency. I'm not an NFT expert. I'm not a blockchain gaming expert. I'm not a stock expert. That's not my thing. I am an expert in one thing. Like, for example name a goat of any sport Tim you're a sports guy name the goat of three sports okay LeBron James LeBron James okay Whoa. Or Michael that's a controversial statement uh, I think LeBron James all around
2: that's another new set. but he is a goat Tom Brady is the Tom goat Tom Brady of football. okay and then let's just keep it really simple
1: he's been in the news uh Tiger Woods is the cool goal of golf. all right how many sports ha- l- let me ask the question this way yeah of the top three sports that they've played in the last 20 years how many hours have they put into their sport that they are the goat in versus the hours they put into the others does that question make sense?
2: Say that one more time.
1: <laughs> how many hours did they put into Tom Brady? How many hours did he put into football versus literally any other sport? Oh, oh I mean, I, I, I don't in, even Let's say in the last 10,000 hours of playing a sport, how many of those hours went into football versus another sport?
2: All to football, and I don't think he does anything else like that. I think Tom Brady, because he's like, what, 40? Is he 44 now, Caleb? Yep. He lives, eats, breeds, Football. He uh-huh. doesn't have time for anything else. Uh, maybe kissing his children. Yeah, he, like does, he does anything. like oh, his kids.
1: Here's oh. my point, guys. If you want to be the goat in cryptocurrency or in anything, you got to specialize. I don't tell you that you. Um, must invest in cryptocurrency. I think you should, but I also think you should specialize. If you work 80 hours a week as a real estate agent, what are you doing getting distracted by crypto, dude? There's money there. Go specialize in that. The grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. I think crypto is great. I specialize in crypto. I'm not personally in the stock market, and I don't have a problem with that because I'm specialized, and I am an expert in one field, not a jack-of-all-trades in 10. Yes. Let's see. We got
2: another one here from Nick... Gerhardt said, first time I've ever donated to a channel. You guys earned it. Oh, thank uh, you so much. Uh, let's see here. We have one from Billy Williams saying, where can we buy ADEX? And that was the thing I wanted to clarify people saying earlier because I saw a couple chats talking about AVAX. I want to clarify what you guys are talking about was with ADAX. A D. Yes. Yeah, it would be terrible if you guys were talking about, oh, it's a great time to buy I'm, I'm in ABAX, and then people go buy ABAX, you know, So, could
3: I make a comment on that right there? Sure. If, if they were in the stream, whoever asked that question, or anybody ever has that question about where to buy it, the very first part of that entire segment was critical to finding any coin. Go to CoinMarketCap, uh, coinmarketcap.com, select the coin you want to look at, and then scroll down where I think it'll say overview, uh, it'll say market. news, market. Yep. Click on market for any coin I'll you're trying to look up. It'll show it on the stream. And you can see exactly what different exchange it's listed on and all the pairs that it does typically.
1: Yeah. Yep. You can see it hey, right here. I
3: want I to address something real quick. I know we don't
2: do this on the show all very often. I want to address the chat. I've been talking this whole show about how great the community is. I, I'm not even gonna say names on here. I want you guys to know we don't wanna block anyone. We want people to come here and we give diverse opinions uh, to say what they think. I do wanna stress though, hey, let's bring opinions to the table. If we disagree with each other, we need to move, the whole world needs to move to a place where we are okay listening to other people's opinions. But what we wanna build is a community where we give our opinions, we help each other, we don't degrade, we don't belittle, we don't make fun of, we don't mm-hmm. just automatically throw other people's opinions in the trash you can. We troll them. We, yeah, we explain why we disagree. Yep in a respectful manner. So to everyone in chat who's going back and forth on that, I just want to let you guys know our heart for this team. We we want this to be a very open space, but openness doesn't mean be disrespectful. There's a way to be respectful and have diverse opinions in one
1: space. And that's what we want to build here. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Tim. Yep. Well, did we get through all the super chats? That was all our super cool. chats. All right. Well, let me go ahead and run through really quickly some of those headlines I mentioned earlier. This is going to be really really simple. Uh Gwyneth Paltrow, uh you probably know who she is. She's, you know, uh uh Pepper Potts is that her name? Yeah, Pepper Potts. Yeah, she's Pepper Potts in uh, the in the MCU. Announces Bitcoin giveaway via Cash App partnership. Uh, the Shakespearean love star. I love how that's the movie they reference her instead of the MCU, which is like half of Hollywood. Now is giving away half a million in crypto. She's giving away 500 bands to her social media followers in cryptocurrency on Cash App. Pretty cool. I just figured I'd show you that. Not really too many comments there. This is something that is pretty interesting. Cardi B you probably know her, uh, said, do you think crypto is going to replace the dollar? Good question, Miss Cardi. Uh, Jack said, yes, Bitcoin will. Jack who? Jack Septicott? No, Jack Dorsey, as in the founder of Twitter, former CEO, just left about a month ago. He believes Bitcoin will surpass, uh, will overtake the dollar. Very interesting. We're going to discuss that in a second. And the final thing I want to mention is that the Ethereum 2.0 testnet is going live as part of the preparation for the upcoming merge. We will discuss that more in a future stream because we are running short on time. But I do just want you to know that there are updates coming to that. Tim, mm. is Bitcoin going to replace the dollar, as Jack says? Yes. It is? Yes. When? No, I don't know. Uh, that's, a, that's a harder question. <laughs> but it is going to
2: replace it. Uh, it's... It, it, it's it's actually I mean it's almost like a I don't I'm trying to think of how to phrase this because I don't want to u- use the words poorly but it's it's almost like a law of economics the the problem with gold and this is it's actually kind of funny because you're gonna see a lot of people knocking into Bitcoin because they're like
1: oh how can I I can't touch a Bitcoin how can I you <laughs> drop a one in chat if you've ever had somebody tell it, you that I've, I've, I'm gonna drop like twenty of them yeah so.
2: I will make the argument, whenever people say that to me, I was like, isn't that one of the weaknesses of gold? Is that you can't touch it. Absolutely. Look at at the history of gold. Gold was so sound, but what did the Romans do with it? They began the process of clipping the gold and manipulating the gold and changing how it does things. And the silver, for that matter. And then, you know, that just started the the thought of as good as gold was as a backing of dollars, a backing of money, backing of dollars not a phrase, backing of money, it had a problem of actually being a physical item that people could get their hands on and work with. Now, Bitcoin, you cannot put your hand, we can't clip Bitcoin. That's, that it kind of stepped in and solved the problems that gold had. So in the same way gold was such a solid sound backing of money and there's a reason why for thousands of years anyone in the world who had economic uh, power used gold to back their money because of how sound it was. The faultiness with it was that it was a physical item that could be manipulated. Bitcoin solves that problem with being something you cannot physically put your hands on and mess with and change. And when everyone has to play by the same rules, we've talked about this several times on the show, it's, it's kind of not fair that you and me have to save our money we have to pay our taxes if we don't have money we can't buy things the federal government doesn't play by that it. rule they most most you know centralized banks don't play by that rule When money is sound and everyone has to play by the same rules, that's when we have economic success and people have to start obeying it. Same with sports. If you have one team and people make this debate all the time, sometimes refs cheat. But if the teams have different rules but they're playing against each other, that's simply not fair. It's when the rules apply to everybody that it's actually a level playing field. Same thing. In money, the economics wants – it actually does, whether you think or not, it wants to get it to a level playing field. Something as sound as Bitcoin – the the law of economics will get us to that point. I don't know how long it'll take, but it's going to be a great thing because it's unstoppable in the momentum it's building, and it's unstoppable in the sense of if a person has, let's say, let's say one individual had eighty percent of all U.S. dollars, and uh, Jeff Bezos. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> And the other 20% said, you know what, screw it. We don't even want US dollars anymore. We're moving to something else. He screwed. That person with 80% just lost everything. The truth is something has, the more diversified something is and the less control that one person has, Hmm. actually the more powerful that asset becomes. Bitcoin is the perfection of decentralized, (laughs) unmanipulable in terms of actual item, dollars that we've ever seen in this world, it is the solution to these economic issues we've had for a while. So again, I don't think it's a matter of if Bitcoin replaces US dollar, I think it's a matter of when. And maybe it's wrong to say the US dollar. I think it's Bitcoin changes gold. And then we move to a phase where money is backed by Bitcoin. Can can I add something to that as well?
3: I think also it's just like when you're talking about when the gentleman earlier had a a super chat asking about the 5,000 Ethereum. And you said, uh, you know, you don't know what the risk matrix is and you don't know what the time horizon is. Similar with Bitcoin, when when we're asking about uh, if it's going to replace the US dollar, uh, on what scale are we talking about? Are we talking about as a world currency? Are we talking about mm-hmm. as a government currency? Because uh, all these things could be variable, uh, and I think I think very much so that it would be beautiful to have something like a Bitcoin, if and if it's not Bitcoin, some cryptocurrency that's decentralized, uh, displace this sort of uh, you know single government control of the world and markets to where it's basically governmental agnostic. So it can allow freedom <laughs> of transit and mixed, you know, without having repression one way or another. Or Bias for country because it's decentralized. So I, I think if it doesn't happen, I would hope uh, I'd hope we could get as close to it as possible and figure out a way to push it over that push it over that edge to make it happen because I think it'd be beautiful for the world.
1: Have you ever I- heard of Fort Knox? In Kentucky? Fort Knox, you know what Fort Knox is? I'm talking to the chat. Guys, have you ever seen a picture of Fort Knox? Is they got like, you know, it's this fort, and then they got fences and they've got like a tank and they've got all kinds of people with guns that are defending all the gold. Most of the gold actually isn't stored in Fort Knox anymore. It's stored in the in the basement of a bank in Manhattan. But that exactly is the problem, isn't it? Because all of the gold became centralized. By the central banks. And you know what started happening? By the way, people think we went off the gold standard in 1971. No, we officially went off the gold standard in 1971. Adding that word is extremely important because we were going off the gold standard going back as far as the as far as the Civil War in America. What happened during the 30s was that FDR decided, okay, we're gonna confiscate all the gold and we're gonna we're gonna pay for it, but we're gonna take all of it and we're gonna centralize it like that. And then you know what happens when they have all the power over it, they can say, ah we're just going to print a little bit of money you know nobody has to know we're just going to we're just going to do our thing we don't we, we don't need everybody to know because we have all the gold we can do whatever we want and you know what happened why we start how we start going off the gold standard before 1971 Governments around the world would, su- would suspend the ability to redeem their, their paper currencies, I almost said fiat, their paper currencies in gold. Well, basically what that means is that if you can't go to a bank and say, I've got a thousand bucks, give me a thousand dollars worth of gold. If you can't do that, then what's the point of the gold standard being there? Does it really exist if you're not able to redeem your dollars in gold? Going back over 100 years, governments around the world would sustain the would would suspend the redeemability of their paper currency during wartime because they wanted to have control of the currency. And eventually they finally had enough leverage where they were able to go off the gold standard. But it started a long time ago. Why? Why? Because gold has one major weakness that Tim and Kelly jo both just pointed out. But I want to remind you of it because it's the core principle of why Bitcoin is valuable. Bitcoin is not valuable because it has digital scarcity. I want you to know that. That is not why Bitcoin has value. I've said that's why it has value before, and I've misspoken. It has value because it has digital scarcity, yes. But the only reason that that matters is because it's decentralized. The number one word that Bitcoin popularized... And I would argue the number one word of all technological and financial development of the 20, of the 2010s was the word decentralized. The reason that gold failed as the backing of a currency was because it was physical and it had to be stored somewhere. And it's a lot easier to store all your gold in one bank, one Fort Knox, than to have it stored in 100 million different places like how we have it stored on all these computers. Mm-hmm. Every single person has two to five computers, a smartphone, an iPad, a laptop, a desktop. You get a, a smartwatch, you can store Bitcoin on any of those. And there's no benefit to storing it all in one place. In, in fact, there's reasons not to store it all in one place. The decentralized nature of Bitcoin is what backs up the value of Bitcoin. People ask what Bitcoin is backed by. I'll tell you in one word. The word is decentralization. Decentralization. That is how you spread the good word of Bitcoin.
2: Before we uh, jump into because we had to do our price predictions to close out the stream, uh, I want to I want to clarify to people that might have been confused. Uh, I said in there that you can't manipulate Bitcoin yet. We've talked on the show about Bitcoin being manipulated. I want to clarify right now, while Bitcoin is just an asset, you know, when you really look at things, Bitcoin's use case is still very low. That, when it is just an asset, is able to be manipulated. When we start backing money with Bitcoin that's when the manipulation ceases because now you have to respect the law of economics, you have to respect the law of value. If people manipulated, it would they would end up losing that. So I wanna clarify, uh, just because I'm saying that in the future we won't be able to manipulate Bitcoin, doesn't mean we don't see manipulations right now while it's just an asset. Absolutely. Uh, but predictions, Jeb, Every well Caleb, did you text me yours? Caleb, you gotta text me your prediction. I you, don't have a phone. Sorry. Uh, well, I'll let your Jeb go first, and then Caleb. Jeb will give him. his prediction, then Caleb. I have, I have a uh, Kelly's in tea, and uh, I gonna say T Shroom. T Shroom's not here. Miss you, T Shroom. Uh, Smei uh, as well. By the way, T Shroom is on vacation this week. He is not uh, out of the company
1: or anything. So, <laughs> here, you want to hear mine? I want to hear yours, Jeb. Fifty thousand and one cent. Wow. you were you were worried about somebody. I'm worried about having the same prediction as somebody, and if yeah. I did, I wanted to be on top. Fifty thousand and a penny. <laughs> Interesting yeah, that's my prediction right. for, by the way that this is for Thursday not Friday We will not this be is for here. Thursday We will not be here on Christmas Eve because of course we want to spend time with our families and you should too All right, kill you're up
0: um, Based off of my small knowledge from C2 a um,
2: <laughs> Shout
1: out
0: <laughs>
2: I, will, I Think around fifty thousand six hundred Okay, okay. Okay. Well, oh, you guys are all on the same boat. All right. Uh this is this is nice. I actually really like the position I've been mean, now that I know these. Uh Kelly, you want, you want to just say yours and I have it here but you can
3: just say it. 1 million no, Yeah, 1 million dollars.
2: $1,256.38. Ooh, that was a little more specific. What do you say? No, joking about the cents, <laughs> but yeah. 50,
0: 51250. 51250. And then what was yours? My prediction is 53,000 Mm. Uh, Sixty-nine dollars. Wow. I All right. So
2: Smey is the is the uh, highest predictor mm. at this point. So if we have a massive rally, Smey will win this. I like the position I'm in, and it's funny because I, I literally really love say this, this every single time. Wait a minute. I, hang on a
1: second. Am I the lowest?
2: No. No, you're you're not. you are. I'm the lowest. Oh, what did you say again? Forty-eight six hundred. I
1: like oh, my wow. position 48, like 600,
2: and, and the reason why is because I, I agree with those predictions potentially on Friday or Saturday or yeah, Sunday yeah I
1: think I won <laughs> it's Thursday we're I'm pretty confident them. I won this one yeah
2: there's a nice little reason I think between I mean obviously three of you are right there on 50, 51
1: yeah but I'm the lowest and I like that <laughs> you're the lowest of the 50s of mean? the 50s yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I like being the highest
2: actually. we'll see
1: Thursday we will Hardier see first, folks. different nice week
2: high. normally we do those predictions on Fridays but because this week's Friday is Christmas Eve and we won't be here uh, we want to still have a hodl trophy winner and that'll be announced on thursday well Which, by I, the
1: way i am the current holder of the hodl i just gonna
0: say i mean single-handedly you guys can thank me because i'm gonna be sending a lot of my family members bitcoin for mm, christmas there so you go. i might drive the, drive the price up there you go uh, <laughs> to win my own prediction so
1: <laughs> there you go i'm a whale we, we have the we have the team of manipulation behind the scenes it's actually Smite. no and i like how chat is starting to learn how we do this everybody's putting their prediction in chat guys yes. make sure you put your price prediction not in chat but in the comments, in the comments because yes. the comments are where we're going to be able to see it. so put the comment uh, put your super chat up uh, super chat <laughs> put your prediction. Thursday price predictions in the chat it's almost like talking for an hour and a half is <laughs> hard I'm sorry anyway um let's see here is there anything else that we want to discuss Tim do you have any thoughts before people move on into Wednesday my dudes Man, I, I think this was a great stream. This was a great stream. I, I, loved great stream. It. I, I, I think stream. everything
2: I wanted to say has been said. I, you know, yeah. so I'm,
1: I'm good. I good mean, deal, guys. A Lot of bullish on chain. A Lot yeah. of bullish on chain, guys. A Lot, a lot, a lot of bullish on chain. Here's the deal, guys. If you enjoyed today's stream, thank you very much to the 1.8k likes. We barely even asked you guys to like that much this stream, but if you did enjoy today's stream, hit that like button. Make sure to go follow me over at Crypto Jeb on Twitter. Go follow all of these fine gentlemen as well: Tim, Smay, Kelly, and Caleb. I'm not sure if you have a Twitter. I don't think you do. Did you say you don't? No, I don't yet. I'm working on. Well, you have to work on that, dude. We got to follow you on Twitter. Mr. University of Rhode Island, tight end. What's your number on the team? 82. 82. 82. Shout out to that 82. We got a football player on set here. That's freaking awesome, guys. Make sure to also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We want to go to a million subs next year and we want your help. But more importantly, we want to help you reach a million dollar portfolio in crypto. And the way we're going to do that is by teaching you not what to think, but how to think because that is how you will achieve financial freedom. I've done it for myself. The gentlemen in this room are doing it for themselves as well. And we have learned from experience the way that you become wealthy in cryptocurrency is not by picking up one coin and writing it to the moon. It's about learning the mindsets, the tips, the tricks, the skills, and the knowledge that you need to become successful because the best investment you will ever make is one in yourself. If you want to invest in yourself, you can sign up for our academy where I teach you everything I know about technical analysis. It's called CT2A, the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. Down below, that's what Caleb was mentioning earlier, that has been active for three and a half years. We've taught nearly 5,000 students how to do TA. Drop a one in chat if you're in CT2A and you're loving it. And also make sure to sign up for Luxalgo There's a lifetime sale going on through the end of the year. Use coupon code JEBB for 20% off. We will see you guys tomorrow. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good
0: hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at cryptojet and lastly we want to thank you for supporting us here at macfee media